Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Luke. I am Tim. And today, dear listener, we continue our rollicking cavalcade through the 32 NFL franchises in an off-season preview manner. Today, talking about the Chicago Bears. Uh, if you haven't heard any of these other podcasts, we've been going team by team, talking about off-season needs, priorities, the season that just was and what it means for the season that is yet to come. If this is the first one of these you're hearing, please go check out the others. There are 31 others either in your podcast inbox or soon to come. Uh, in fact, by the time this one comes out, I think they'll all be there. So you can uh, listen to all 32 of, of these. Uh, we've been going around the houses, like I mentioned, and we'd encourage you to go around the houses of the socials and follow us at Half Yard Line Pod. You can email us, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. Subscribe to the pod. It'd be very helpful for us and we'd much appreciate it and spread some word the old-fashioned way, word of mouth, to friends, family, pets, neighbours, etc. But as mentioned, we're in the NFC North today talking about the erstwhile holders of the number one overall selection in the 2023 NFL Draft, the worst team in football from a year ago. Tim, it's the Chicago Bears. What did uh, we take away from their 2022? Yeah, uh, we, what I took away from their 2022 season is they have a decent running back, really high potential quarterback, and not much else this is a team that gave their young quarterback not a ton of support have had some interesting draft classes some interesting free agent pickups the last several years it's a team that was really in rebuild mode though i thought some flashes of brilliance particularly from justin fields david montgomery uh, not as good a year last year as he'd had the year before but has showed some flashes as well more to come on mr montgomery later in this discussion but just to recap they did finish three wins not so good Two, they, they started two and one, so, you know, on to a good start, uh, but only won one game the rest of the year. Scored a lot of points at times, scored very little points at times. It was really, did Justin Fields go crazy or did Justin Fields not go crazy? If you look at the games that they won, Fields was their leading rusher. Often, if you look at games where they scored lots of points, Fields was almost exclusively their leading rusher. He led the team in rushing in eight games this year that included missing two games with injury when he was on the field he was their biggest playmaker through the air their biggest playmaker on the ground uh, more often than he wasn't and while that's a great formula for we have a nice quarterback it's not a great formula for winning football games and ultimately that's what you saw they had very little in the wide receiver department um, so not a ton of people to throw the ball to you're looking at Mooney and Pettis uh, Montgomery, who's their running back aforementioned, uh, was the leading receiver in several games. Cole Komet at tight end. Just a lot of, huh, also ran that kind of stuff at the receiver position. So, you know, not again, not not giving a ton of support to uh, their quarterback. Also, the defense was what we would call not very good, to use your term, 2003 statistics just looking back at at yards and, and points allowed chicago gave up lots of them they were fourth worst in yards they were last in points they allowed more points than anybody else in football the kind of things you would think that would align with the worst record in football they were the worst against the rush they were not quite as bad against the pass but again they were trailing in almost every game and so teams were salting away that clock so 
it was not a good year um, for Chicago. But again, I think their quarterback showed some flashes of what could be, uh, perhaps if they started to build a team around him. And we'll talk about it in a minute. But they do have some options. They do have some assets. They do have the ability to get better quickly, I think, if they have a good offseason. Um, though that's always a dangerous proclamation as well. Did you have anything else on their 2022 season, Luke? No, I think you covered it well. To be honest, given how the season went after you say two and one start, maybe you think something's going to happen. But preseason, the expectation from from most was this is a team who's going to struggle and look to kind of build a little bit of momentum, maybe going into the the next year, into this year, upcoming 2023. Basically, let's let's evaluate Justin Fields. Let's see if he's any good. And then if he is, great. And if he's not, then we maybe need to look at other things. Just a bad football team, to be honest, across the board, as you mentioned. Not much to write home about, with the exception of some extremely wow performances and plays from numero uno up there in Chicago, Justin Fields. As someone who picked him up in a fantasy league, he won me a lot of games. I much appreciated that. But he certainly could have been helped better. I mean, it's one of the worst offensive lines in football. It's one of the worst receiver rooms in football. So it really came down to, yeah, Justin Fields does crazy stuff and we win games or Justin Fields doesn't do crazy stuff and we get beat. I think he's got some growing still to do. Certainly some underwhelming passing performances in there, though you, you can understand, given what we just said, lack of support around him, why that might be the case. And defensively, obviously the Bears synonymous with defense, especially if you're you know of a certain age or, or, or of an NFL history buff and they just stank traded Roquan Smith during the season to the Ravens and he had a very good year kind of half and half with Chicago and Baltimore but he's now gone so that creates a void the season that was I felt like when it started to go off the rails it probably ended as well as they could have hoped which was of course former Chicago Bears head coach Lovey Smith converting a fourth and 20 and scoring a last second touchdown and a two-point conversion to gift wrap the number one overall pick to the Bears who already have a quarterback which is the dream scenario for a team builder which we'll get onto in a second because what do you use the number one overall pick for a quarterback well we've already got one fantastic we'll trade it to someone else and get a shitload back so from a team building standpoint I'm sure once Lovey Smith converted that two-point conversion down there in Houston Ryan Poles was doing a jig round his office uh, along with Matt Eberflus, who took over as the head coach last year. As they said, look at all the fun stuff we can do now. The Manchurian head coach down there in Houston, perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. that's a good one. So, looking at their offs, heading into the off season, um, full disclosure: we're recording this on the thirteenth of March, so it is officially it's uh, legal tampering. Legal day. tampering, which is of course it's up there with Halloween. New Year's Day, one of my favorite days in the calendar, legal legal tampering. Amazing how all these contracts get done in like half an hour after the window. But they opens, weren't allowed to I mean, talk incredible. until this morning. It's just, you know, get that pen and paper out and get some stuff done. Make a bunch of phone calls, but not until Monday at 9 a.m. or whatever the deal is. Um, and so the Bears have already done quite a bit. And so the, the cap position very much in flux. Um, if you're looking for the most up-to-date information, we will do our level best. Um, so they, at this moment, are projected to have $71 million available. That includes the DJ Moore deal. It does not appear to include um, the other free agents they've signed today whose contract information is still filtering in. 
They signed Nate Davis to a three-year, $30 million contract. Tremaine Edmonds, four years, $72 million. And TJ Edwards, three years, $20 million. Just generally, based on the way contracts tend to be structured in this league, I would expect Nate Davis is going to cost them something between 5 and $8 million this year. Tremaine Edmonds is almost $20 million a year. He'll probably be about $12 million this year. Could be as little as 10 And then TJ Edwards will probably be more in the 6 to 8 range um on his three-year deal so figure another 25 to 30 million dollars of that being used for the three main pickups they had today so uh, we would guess somewhere in the 40 million ish range in available cap space even after all the moves they've made to date they also have a what we'll call a bucket of draft picks they have the ninth pick overall in the draft after having traded the first to their friends down in Carolina that also returned them the 61st pick. So a second rounder there, they have another second round pick that is not theirs. The 53rd overall it's from pick. the Roquan Smith uh, deal with Baltimore. Yep. That's right. They have Baltimore second pick from the Roquan Smith deal. They have a third, yeah, the best, sec- the best second round pick. You, you may be familiar with where that's uh, sitting. In fact, Tim, I do. That is with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in the chase Claypool trade. So one of the best trades of the, uh, of the, the season last year at the trade deadline. Um, well done. Chicago Bears got a great receiver there for what was a uh, you know just a silly little pick 32nd overall. Thank you for that. <laughs> Pretty good. So they also have the 64th pick. So that's the first pick in the third round. They have their own pick in the fourth, the fifth, and the seventh rounds. They have extra picks in the fourth, the fifth, and the seventh rounds. So you're looking at a grand total of 10 picks, um, four of them in the first three rounds, six of them in the first four rounds, and a couple in each of the fifth and the seventh. So Certainly a lot of opportunity to get better quickly. They have already improved. We're going to talk about what their big needs were going into the offseason here shortly. They've already made some improvements there. So, Luke, before we dig into what we had previously seen as their needs and how well they've approached those today, um, any other thoughts on their draft positioning, their cap position coming into the offseason, or any of the transactions they have made thus far? Yeah, I think you know the cap position you mentioned in, in flux, but they had the most they had the most money coming in, number one overall pick and the most money, and you've got a quarterback. I mean, hard to ask for a lot more if you're building a team. I think the haul they got from Carolina was was really really good. Um, some people were saying, well, wouldn't it be nice if they got more picks? You look at the precedent for guys coming up in the draft for quarterbacks. Three firsts was the Trey Lance deal, so you think about that as a as a marker, and that wasn't even number one. But all I'd say is, would you rather have a 2025 first or would you rather have DJ Moore? I would rather have DJ Moore because eventually you have to turn that pick into a player and DJ Moore is a young wide receiver who is currently on a reasonably team-friendly deal, although that may change with time. In a desperate area of need for your franchise, you've got an extra one next year you can still use as fodder for this year's draft if you want to. You could trade back from nine if you want to. As you say, picks in the the second and fourth, extra picks in the second and fourth, those rounds are always good for moving around. Guys slide into day three, people want to trade for th- you know next year's three for a four this year that kind of stuff tends to happen so i think they're in a fantastic spot ryan paul's done a, a bang up job and in terms of the positions they've added dj moore is a huge get receiver i had as the probably one or two need offensive line is the other and then inside linebacker you lose roquan smith you bring in tremaine edwins who is a established despite somehow only being 24 middle linebacker in this league very good player tj edwards had a good year for philly I think all of those are sensible pickups. Nate Davis helps the offensive line. So I think they've already identified some areas of need and started to bolster those areas and can still do yet more either by being aggressive in the draft or being more passive, letting it come to them and maybe pick up even more capital than they've already got. 
Yep, I think that's right. So looking at at some of those holes, um, you know, the first thing this team has absolutely got to do, has to do, must do, is protect Justin Fields better than they did this year. He was running around like a headless chicken. One of the reasons he got as many rushing yards as he did is because he didn't have time to think about throwing the ball. So you look at their first pickup today was Nate Davis, a guard, a strong guard, um, you know, free agent coming off of a successful uh, first contract with the Tennessee Titans. Um, certainly a guy that I think Tennessee would have liked to keep a hold of if they could have. This is I certainly wanted us to keep him because to be a good offensive lineman on Tennessee's offensive line last year was no mean feat, let me tell you, because everyone stank. Yeah, he was, for Nate Davis, he was certainly much. the best offensive lineman you had on your team. It Well, at the guard position anyway. We could talk about Lawan, I guess. But um, Nate Davis, a, a good, strong interior lineman. They're going to have to fix the tackle positions as well. Um, they've got a lot more assets to go and look at doing that. Um, but they they bolster that spot instantly here in free agency today. We talked about wide receiver being a big need for this team. DJ Moore, I mean, certainly better than any of the free agent wide receivers on the market. You look at what some people have been paying for premium skill position players with room left on their contract, and he does have two more years after this year. And to boot, they've got a, a potential out after this year if they wanted it. Uh, because it was a trade, the signing bonus stays behind um, in Carolina. And so all they would owe if they cut him after this year is a million bucks. So if it doesn't go well, you got an easy out. I think everybody expects it to go well. Um, the slam dunk contract, but a slam dunk player with a lot of time left. He's only 25 years old, uh, you know, going to be in, in a great spot. You, immediate dividends at that position. And then we talked about the defensive front um, and the defensive line. Uh, the linebacking position, getting pressure on the quarterback. You know, you've signed an inside linebacker in Tremaine Edmonds, who is a fantastic get, who's going to be a huge help in the running game. He can drop into coverage as well. TJ Edwards, more of a true linebacker in the outside linebacker spot, can get after the quarterback. He's not as nearly as a premium of a player as Tremaine Edmonds or Nate Davis, um, but a nice pickup as well. So already starting to plug those holes. Um, other places, they're going to have to get better. If this team is going to be successful, um, is going to be the well, basically everywhere else, right? Defensive tackle, they're going to have to get better at. In, so interior defensive line, edge rush, sorry, they don't have enough of that. And what we've talked about today, that's going to have to get better. Um, center, not bad last year. So if you're looking at the offensive line, probably the least uh, area of attention, but certainly. You know, one new guard is great. They're going to be probably another one in two tackles <laughs> if you're looking at their offensive yeah. line. Um, yeah. So more to come there. I think they could really have got, obviously they can afford to get better at every position. Uh, but those were the biggest ones that jumped out of me last year. The defensive backfield um, wasn't great and has several free agents in it. So, you know, that kind of gets lumped in when you think about the holes that are going to be opening up. Um, did you have any other glaring areas that we haven't discussed or perhaps you disagree with the ordering of, of where I've prioritized those? No, I mean, I think offensive line was number one, as you mentioned. Um, I think edge, any kind of pass rush was the other one. And you, you mentioned it in terms of just sequencing. Yeah, they had I would the, say that's the next. fewest sacks in the league with 20 and 17 right. games. Yeah, their leading uh, sacker was Jaquan Brisker, who's a safety. So that isn't exactly what you're looking for. They obviously had Robert Quinn for a while, traded him away to Philadelphia. They don't have anyone 
really, I mean, when I say anyone, I mean anyone who can get after the quarterback on a really, on a consistent basis. I think they're a team that could make a play for one of these edge rush free agents, like a even an Ngakwe or someone like that. Go after edge aggressively. Also, something they could do in the draft. You know, you in this day and age, you need several of those guys. Yep. You look at the division. You know, the Vikings won it last year. Pass he- heavy offense with uh, Kirk and the gang. So you want to make sure you get up to the quarterback and possibly, you know, Jordan Love, whatever happens in, in Green Bay. Jared Goff threw it all over the la- yard last year. You want to make sure you can be good at affecting the opposition quarterback, as well as you mentioned, protecting your own. Justin Fields was, I think, pressured on the highest percentage of his dropbacks of any play- any quarterback in the NFL last year. That just can't keep happening. And you don't want to have a potential high quality pro bowl talent quarterback and have him get the snot beat out of him while you continue to not sack the opposition QB. So those were the two that I would have circled, but certainly, as you mentioned, plenty of room for improvement across the board for this Bears team that only won three games. Yep. No, I think that's right. And then as we look at sort of additional holes that you're opening up, um, as you would imagine on a team that doesn't have very many good players, they don't have very many free agents. They're particularly concerned about, their best free agent, mm-hmm. if you ask me, and some people would disagree, but I would say running back David Montgomery certainly has earned his next contract. Um, you know, not the spring chicken he once was, especially when you start thinking about uh, running back years. Um, but has played very well for this team. I he's going to get a contract offer from somebody. Lots of teams have been looking for running back. Everyone's going running back by committee. He's not going to get fifteen million dollars a year, but I certainly think. High single digits are going to be available. The Bears certainly have it if they want to bring him back. Um, be interesting to see kind of what decision they make there. <clears throat> the only other player um, that's even sort of notable, linebacker Nicholas Morrow, um, jumped out at me as another potential uh, person. Nathan Peterman's always fun. He's on their list, but I, you know, certainly not worried about him. Equinemius St. Brown has had moments. Um, I, he's He's not his brother maybe <laughs> on his name alone frankly you need to bring him back is my opinion yeah maybe um that, that's one way to look at it but i mean th- there's a long list right <laughs> part of having 75 million dollars of cat space is you've got a lot of players who aren't coming back Nikhil harry was a failed ex- um experiment with everybody who's had him dante pettis didn't you know differentiate himself byron pringle no thank you um their offensive linemen are, are up you've got michael Schofield is up You've got a couple of uh, Dakota Dozier is up. No, no. Yeah, Riley Reef. Yeah, I mean, you can go down the list and see a bunch of people on it, but I don't see any that they're going to be trying really hard to write big checks to. Um, I mean, any any other names jump off the list at you? No, I think you covered the the big ones. I mean, just a, a quick sidebar on Montgomery. So I think he's an interesting case. I mean, he's only twenty five years old. Um, he's gone through his rookie well, that's contract. That's middle aged as a rookie, a right? As a running back. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing you got to think about with him is at Iowa State, he was a true bell cow. I mean, he was getting touches galore yeah, the whole when total he came out from college on. Yeah. yeah. So you do you do start to worry, you know, guy like you say who had recent injury has played very well for this team. You've got Kittle Herbert, who every time he stepped on the field has looked electric, really impressive. It's a very rich draft to running backs if you want to go down that route but to your point it's also a deep running back class which will push the push the price down even more i don't know if montgomery's gonna yeah get the big bucks anywhere else you see things like eckler now asking for a trade you know maybe that's something they could look to explore might be an interesting option for them to pair with fields but yeah i i don't think there's anyone on this list that if you lost you would be up up at night 
no, you're I crying into right. your pillow in the morning over. So a bad team, as you mentioned, when you lose players, you go, well, we were we sucked before, so they can't be that good that we need to bring them back. Though what's really interesting is if you think about the assets they have and then think about the following. Definitely coming back next year will be Tevin Jenkins, which was clearly their best offensive lineman um, at guard. At Braxton Jones, who was serviceable as a starting tackle. Um, now, I said serviceable. He's not great, but he's okay. You're going to be able to bring in Nate Davis. You're going to be able to spend your first round draft pick at ninth overall on a hopefully you know, next level tackle. Uh, so your offensive line now has at least three good and one pretty good player on it. You've got Justin Fields at quarterback. You've at the least got Khalil Herbert. Maybe you can bring back David Montgomery on a reasonable deal. You've got DJ Moore playing wide receiver. You still got Cole Komet at tight end, who's not maybe Claypool gets better in his well. That's you know, where I was going. Months, yeah, second year. Yeah, you know, Claypool gets fit with the offense. He certainly showed flashes in Pittsburgh. It wasn't like he was a bad player. Mooney's a good. Mooney's a good player. He's not your number one receiver. If, you, he's if a you're good not player. asking he's him for number moments. one snaps, yeah. I mean, if you well, everybody gets better with DJ Moore on the other side of the field. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can put together a story where you go, well, this this offense might be really good <laughs> in, a, in a yeah, in a bad in a in a bad conference, you know, even in one of the better divisions in that conference, the NFC North, which should still be competitive next year um, with the Lions coming on the Vikings probably staying decent and Packers a big question mark right now, even as we record this, the Rogers decision is still not 100 percent known, certainly gives them an opportunity for a quick turnaround. And as you say. Lots of draft picks, lots of money means you got a shot. Indeed. Luke, that's going to have to do it for us here on the Chicago Bears. Certainly more we could chat about, uh, but time is of the essence. More teams to cover. Free agency is upon us. Please do check out our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at halfyardlinepod. Email us halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Uh, like rate subscribe. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your brother. Everybody likes football. Everybody likes listening to me talk. Listen to our podcast so everybody else can do the same. (laughs) See you guys. Sounds like a plan. See you soon.